Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, merely Bo, the great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Other than this, the weather is depressing, but you know what? This Cleveland Browns football team, they are the sun. They They're going to the have to light the life. They're going to light it up. They're going to light us light up, baby. Up. Yeah. yeah. These are dark times, these. Yes, yeah, it was brutal. Um, brutal coming over here. There, there's an update that happened. I don't know if this happened on your mode of transportation as well, but we're now, if it senses inclement weather, it will not let you go to a certain speed. So I actually had to drive, and I was kind of upset about that. Yeah. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. I don't know. Mine's, mine's getting worked on right now. Potco took care of me. One of the door handles did one of their, you know, they yeah, stick. Yeah. yeah. Just it. put normal handles on the car. Like, I think just it's cool that they go in and c- yeah, yeah. it's all just great. But if, if it was just a normal handle, this would never happen. Then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm no worry about it. Yeah. Me hand. yeah, this was this is tough. Um, it is tough. And we're, we're, we are staring down the barrel. The Browns have a chance to lift us all. Um, they're going to lift all of our moods over here over the next couple of weeks, and it's imperative that they do so. The weather is going to be brutal, really, from now probably the next, till what, April? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So Maybe like a few that. days in March. We'll get some nice days in March. Get a couple March, of days probably. in March to, yeah. to titillate. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Gibby. Awful. It's awful. Finally. I guess we are all in agreement. Yeah. 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 It, and there, is no, there is no hope that it's ending anytime soon now. I, now you we're said, in it. You said something before the show when we were talking that I think I really is something I didn't realize as much even a year ago at this time um, because Buddy Garrity was just a wee little lad. Um, but now that he's you know out and living in it, this is impossible. Oh, right the now. mud. The mud is impossible. The muck. Like you can't he can't do anything. If he goes out, he needs to be bathed almost on the way back in. Yeah. I mean that's and it's one of those like today I'm like, oh, it's gonna be forty seven degrees. What's the first thing I do before I take the dogs out? I go downstairs, I flip the hot water back on outside. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna need this. You're gonna need to wash it. Come back in. It's a just mess. Awful. Yeah. The wind is the one this morning that got me. I walked him this morning. Um, and that, that just cuts you in half. 40-mile-an-hour really winds oh, like yeah. for the next like two days. Yeah, oh, yeah. that gets you. And then it's going to blow in the cold, and then we're, we're in it. The problem is all this rain eventually turns to ice when it drops. So that it will, will become tur- a bigger problem. Well, so that's, the, the only thing here will be, like, all I'm going to hear, look at this. The debutante, oh, that's, that's DTR's dog, Bruin. DTR's dog is being walked around by the debutante. That's, yes, yes. He's, he's doing uh, a feat. They're doing a bring feature him in here. on his bring dog him in here. Yeah, bring, bring that, that guy, guy in here. here. That is that. He is. Does he have a name on that guy? Do we have Bruin. a name? Bruin is his name. Yeah, fantastic. As it would be, it's a perfect uh, it name. Should it's be a great name. Have the debutante bring him in here for the people on the stream so they can see this guy. Is this a, is it an English bully or is it a French bulldog? It was from it's a not distance. a Frenchie. So it's an English yeah. bulldog. Little is it a miniature English bulldog? I think get one like of the Unos to bring get Uno to bring it in. 
or the debutante, one of the two. When somebody to see, bring this dog in here. Yeah, let's get, him. get that guy up here, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift him up. Lift him up, debutante. Let's see. Oh, he's gorgeous. Put him on the stream. Get him in the middle here. Look at that. Look at this guy. The debutante and Bruin. Oh, he's got a, a he's got a light eyes. Name brand leash and collar. Oh, baby. Boy, he looks great. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. He's got light eyes, too. Yeah. Oh, he's a beauty. I mean, you could. English Bulldog. He is an English Bulldog. The debutante. You're hearing the echo of the debutante here. That's very good. Very good. This is your debut on CBD, I believe, too. Yeah. He's an English Bulldog Beagle mix. Oh, it's a Beagle? What do they call those? The, the, well, we don't know. We don't want that. We have I electronics. Just took him out. I just took him out. But I still, you get nervy at this age. Hey. Yeah, we don't, let's. Um, and he is. <laughs> what am I going to catch it? He's showing off his hind quarters. His hind quarters looks great. Look at that guy. He's Dorian Thompson Robinson's puppy. Yeah. And He's such a puppy. He's got puppy smell. Bruin did his That's My Dog debut this morning. All right. Oh, Bruin. wow. Bruin. Very good job. I, I There is a name for the Beagle. Bulldog mix. Um, You're gonna be a big boy. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. So that's what he'll look like on the when he's all grown. He look like yeah. that. Good job. How old is he? He's four months old. Four months old. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good job, bud. Fantastic effort out of you, debutante. Drew. He's been loving Drew. Yeah. Give Victor here. We're gonna give him a little wave from Drew. Wave. There you go. Drew doesn't give one tenth of one. He's got his own boy. He's got his own. He's own boy. Yeah, Woodford. There you go. There it is. Yeah, look at that. Look at this. You got him? I think she's got, got him. him. She got him. There he got is. Got him. Look at him. Bruin. Got him. Gorgeous. Gorgeous dog. What a great, what a Good treat. Good job. <laughs> Just look at these wrinkles. Look at these folds. That's what you oh, wanted out of that man. guy. Oh, yeah. This guy's Look at the it. attentiveness. Look at him. Look at him. Very look calm. Him. Very calm. Nice champion. Soft fur. Very soft. Yeah, very good. Puppy soft. Oh, Bruin. All right. All right good you, job. Bruin, are you in the barking backers? Say yes. Oh, you love the sniff. It's a great sniff. It's a great, it's sniff. A great sniff. I think that was a good yes. job. I think so. I think I he's yeah, good job. Good job, Debbie Tunk. Good job, Bruin. Thank you for stopping by. What a moment. Beautiful. That was great. Browns by a billion. Come on. Bruins in the house. Bruins in the by house. By the way, when he popped that squat, I was. That's where I said it. I mean, you got Asa, I got Buddy Garrity. You know yeah, how this no, no, can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that age, oh, and Debbie Tunk was so confident. Like, oh, yeah, I just taking him out. Easy. Like, <laughs> at that age. <laughs> They like, oh, care, this is man. exciting. He, I'm on TV. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm Things happen. I yeah. was going to catch it. I don't know. I know. <laughs> Just to save the, the glass. Nah, I mean, Gibby's I, a, save your hand, dude. That's what I'm think. thinking. Like, I mean, like, yeah. saving Gibby's set up here on the studio that Gibby that built, built hand by hand, brick by brick. Yeah. Um, he whittled this from one piece of he the did. glass. Yeah. So we, uh, we will get back to practice. Um, it's going to start at 3 o'clock today. So practice will start yeah. at 3 today. Uh, today is considered a Wednesday in the building. It's the first Friday. So it's the first Friday. Um, so they moved all the week up because you play Saturday at 4. This week's just going to go by so fast. I, yeah, I agree. And I, I, I like the Sunday slot is my favorite yeah. for period. But even if when you make the postseason, I like the, I like the Sunday spot. Uh, keeps everything kind of on the, on the normal scale. Once you win this week – then now we're now you're in now we're you have in. the most rest of anybody yeah, you're in the you're pretty good seat. about things yeah. at that point yeah oh baby back to Houston we go back to Houston we go scene of uh did anything happen in Houston last night I wasn't watching yeah you didn't you why would you one thing I'll say on that um there I saw this a lot from Buckeye fan 
last night and even this morning, and I took some to task uh, this morning. Stop it with the they won't have that. That'll get taken, cheated. Forget that. Look, dude, they that went public at the end of October. Yes, they won every game on the field from that point on, largely in dominant fashion. Uh, it had nothing to do with what happened in Ann Arbor. It had nothing to do with what happened in the Rose Bowl. Um, whatever you think of them or whatever, they, won. they bought in. Yeah. He had blinders on. He is a damn fine football coach. I didn't think he'd ever get to this point. This is what he was hired to do at Michigan when he was hired all those years yes. ago. And he fell on his face for the first five years, and then he got his sea legs about him. Yep. And they're a different program now. I have no idea what's going to happen to the program tomorrow or next week. My hunch is he won't be there. My hunch is it'll be an entirely different look and feel of the program. Kid's still very confident, kid. Let the kid live. Live. Oh, man. Just live, man. He deserves it. It's They... No, they, he did it. He pulled it off. Um, and I saw people say, oh, that's, that's going to get taken. It's not going to get taken no, away because not. the NCAA doesn't have anything to do with football. And this is a college football playoff. The NCAA doesn't have any ju- uh, jurisdiction of it at all. And the College Football Playoff Committee has proven that they have no interest in any sort of dealing with adjudicating rules that were broken or not. So it's yeah. going nowhere. By the and way, even if it did, it happened on the field, so I'm, who cares? I'm glad you took people to task. That's a very loser mentality. Stupid. It's, it's outrageous. Yeah, they, it's ridiculous. You know what's crazy is, too, and you'll, you'll, you are certainly much more attuned to the game. By the way, sad RIP the Pac-12. Last opportunity for a, a great moment. Would yeah. have been great. They're not yeah. going to get it. Um, when did we get to college teams that were 15-0? and 0? So it's been happening for a while. Um, it used to be like 12. 10 to 12. Right. Yeah. If you played all the yeah. way. Right. If you were yeah. in a bowl game or whatever, so you got 12. I, I want to say Ohio State in 02 played 14 games. And that was before there was a playoff because they had like a preseason game. And um, so, so there's been that before. Next year to win a national title, it'll be 16 because they're doing a 12-team playoff. So if you are one of the wild card team, one of the non-top four teams to get a bye, you're going to play a total of 16. So plus. the rookie wall in the NFL is no longer a thing. You're, no, it's, you're, you're used to it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Gibbe, I got to sit down with JOK earlier today. Yep. Gibbe, he had a little shot for you in there. Have you listened to that one yet? I have not. I was just saving A shot at Gibbe? It, I don't know if it was at Gibbe per se, but I'll give a, just a little quick uh, spoiler. So I was asking him about you know playing huge games. I'm like, you obviously played in big games at Notre Dame, but now you're playing in the playoffs in the NFL. You know, like what – how excited are you being this big of a stage? And he was like, you know, for me, he's like, I always played my best games on the big stage. You know, if we played like in Alabama or we played, you know, whatever, we kind of went through some teams. He goes, the team, the games that were hard for me is when we played like Bowling Green. That's what he said. He's like, is that absolutely yeah, yeah, that, that's Green. example? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my they gosh! Destroyed. He's like, I wasn't. That I think I like watched Bowling the first Green. five minutes of that game, and it was like, all right, I know how this ends. Well, that's they couldn't stop the tight end that day. I this remember. is I know like exactly one of those. It's, it's like next year, Ohio State's first four games are all that. It's just nonsense. So, it's – yeah. I thought um, Michigan was the best team. They deserved yeah. it. They were sensational. Um, I think the – Harbaugh had a funny line this morning that it's funny but true and it kind of sucks a little bit. You mentioned the Pac-12. He said, we had a time this summer where an entire conference went in the portal. And it did. That happened. Like – the sport as it and was known. that he's near that he, and dear to his heart. For sure. He was at Stanford, knows yeah. it well. Um, gone, evaporated. That – I'm not always get off my lawn guy, but I'm going to miss the regional 
the regional aspect that that sport has. Yes. And the fact that it's gone, the fact that and, – and this is another part that really stings for Buckeye fan. They – Michigan got the last laugh not only with this national title but also in the rivalry because that Ohio State-Michigan game will never be like that again because it's possible that next year they will play the next week in the Big Ten championship game. It's possible they'll both make the playoff and they could potentially play there. So in terms of a winner-take-all Ohio State-Michigan game, Harbaugh got the last one of those. Yeah. He did, and he's going to ride off into the sunset. My hunch is it'll I hope be. S isn't, don't listen right now, S. No, the S is not yeah. pleased. S was he was he was like he was upset because I wasn't. He called me when I was on the plane, like on Friday. Or, I was flying back from Miami, and he called me on the plane, and I had a missed call, and then I get back to him because we were getting home and all those things. He was like, "Well, I, I called you," and I'm like, "S, I was traveling. I'm traveling. Can't do it." Um, S is on probation. <clears throat> what did when, he do? When you show up with a better team and a better effort oh, than you did against Missouri. Then oh, you can that call. Was a clown show, clown show. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, well, could, they're trying to rebuild it. They're trying could, to sort it out. Could changes be coming to Columbus? Well, to in the, light of the news of a half hour ago. Well, well good tease for a little bit later. Uh, no, even better job by you navigating that. I look. No, no, you did. We're good. I Every, everybody wins. To see that it was in the second We're segment good. and didn't make it. it was just yeah, a tease. Did, it's a nice tease. That was a tease. Um, no, not now, but. Perhaps, um, no. I mean, he, there's no question. They will. There will be more pressure. Look at it now. <laughs> Can't hit the days. Things like almost painted. They on. do paint. Everything's painted, painted on. on. They paint it on him. Yeah. Like a it's cartoon. Unreal. Like when you go into like the assembly line. They right. Go, <laughs> yeah. There he goes. Um, looks great as always. Perfectly tailored. Yep. So there, he gets the last laugh on this thing. Yeah. My hunch is this ends the way that it did for Pete Carroll with USC where he rides off into the NFL sunset, my hunches with San Diego, or I guess L.A. now, to the Chargers. He goes to the Chargers. He coaches the Chargers. Michigan's going to have a mess to clean up. Um, but it will not revolve. It will not have anything to do with taking away championships because they don't have any jurisdiction over this championship. So there will be some penalties for them. My guess is it will be monetarily and probably restrictions in recruiting because you can get around scholarships with NIL. But – He's going to have the last laugh, and anybody at Michigan is just going to remember that he won a national title, won 14-0 his last year. Yeah. 15-0. Yes. The kid is couldn't be more pleased. Yeah. Tickled. Yeah, it's fine. It was such an interesting game because it never was – the best that you ever felt Washington could do was maybe tie the game at some point, but you didn't feel like they were going to ever take the lead. A lot of credit to Michigan, um, their defense. Um, I thought it was closer than it needed to be because Michigan stopped running. Like they could have just ran it. Yeah, like again, I don't. Know, you probably didn't watch the Michigan Penn State game, but they ran it every play in the second half against Penn State because Penn State couldn't stop the run. Yeah. And I thought they could have done that yesterday against Washington. They just could have really just ran it every single time. Uh, they didn't. They started to throw it. They had that kind of a hanky fourth down where at the end of the half where they threw an out on fourth and three, and it was like, gosh, just run Donovan Edwards. He's going to get nine yards. There's no reason. Don't don't, don't get cutesy. Um, but it was – I've seen a lot of Washington play this year. Michael Penix was number one on my Heisman ballot. That is the most incompetent that he has been all year. Um, Couldn't some of that anything. is the credit to Michigan. They were at his feet a lot. Their pressure came, as I thought it would, up the middle. Washington had pretty good tackles there, but not great in the middle. Um, but he missed guys wide open. The and one on that fourth down was, was a big critical. miss. critical. Yeah. Then even on a, on a third down in the fourth quarter, they threw it on a third and nothing, and the receiver hits him right in the hand, just drops it. Um, they had the one they finally hit when they were down seven – and then that came back from a penalty. Yeah. It was just everything that could go did. First play of the second half, he throws a pick. It just – That's a heck of a catch by that corner. It was. It was. It was a heck of a catch. Yeah. But, no, they get they get all of the fun. Kid was like, that's why he's wearing number two. 
I had to rein the kid in a little bit today, though. Was he pretty? He was. Cloud he was nine surfing on rainbows, which was all of that's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't rein him in from that. That's pure joy. He deserves it. Pure joy is pure joy. He's now trying to talk himself into, and I guess some people are saying that McCarthy's going to come back. Yeah, and then he made. Then this is where it became a bridge too far. He's like. If he has another great year, it's possible that he would go. He would go down as the greatest Michigan player of all time ahead of Chucky Wood. And I'm like, stop, stop it right now. I was like, you love Chucky Wood. What you're saying is blasphemy. Stop it. He is this. He is the he is the greatest Michigan quarterback ever. Yeah. Full stop. He has one loss in two years. He won a national title. He beat Ohio State twice. He won two Big Tens. Nobody can top it. Yeah. That's it. But he's not so. Chucky. He's had a lot of things around, and because they've never truly unleashed it's, him. It's hard because we 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 view Woodson through the prism of his pro career. Well, and wasn't he the? He was. He's the only defensive player to win the Heisman. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he beat Manning to win it. Um. And at the time, that felt like blasphemy. But then he validated it by his pro career. Sure. Um. So yeah. I mean, no. McCarthy would have. It's a pretty he's remarkable like, resume. I, I got him to the top five. I'm like. Top five all time. If he has like another good season, I said okay. Yeah, I mean, he, it's uh, you know, it's kind of like where we are in the sport. Like, and he's a better pro prospect than he's going to go pro. I'm sorry, kid, but he will. Um, it's kind of like Stetson Bennett, like, and he's better as a prospect than Bennett is. Although Bennett was drafted too, and he made the Rams. He was the backup. Um, but like Bennett won two national championships at Georgia in back to back years. Like, he's he's a more decor. He's a his his college career in terms of what he's responsible for is is more it's his, it's almost like Herschel Walker sure but sure. no one ever is going to compare him to Herschel in terms of that so no. um, but yeah it was um, I wish the game would have been better the semifinals were awesome Texas Washington was awesome and yeah. then the uh, the Alabama Michigan game those were really competitive very very good games um, but this one it just didn't quite ever get I'm with you I never thought. Washington was going to win it. I thought, I thought they, they could... kind of bungled the end of the first half when they were up seventeen to three. Yeah, and go for it at fourth down to four. like just punt it back. They hadn't done anything. Make them go ninety yards, and instead you give them a short field. They gave them a little bit of life, but the way that the second half that was their moment right there, and then in the second half the way that you know you come out you throw that first pick. Yeah, the heck of a catch. And these, the kid was like, "That's why he's wearing number two. That's so good. You have to play college football national championship games in the Rose Bowl or New Orleans or Miami." Or Scott's, uh, Scott's Tempe is what it used to be. But you, you have to play it in one of those type of places. You can't play it in Houston. It just had a sterile, yes. very sterile feel to it. Shocking news in the NFL within the last hour. We will get you the details on that. Z gave you a little bit of a teaser on that. We will get to that news oh, coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Sugardale is a proud sponsor of Cleveland Browns for generations. Sugardale is committed to providing the best quality meats for you, your family, and your friends. Made right here in the heart of Northeast Ohio since 1920. Pick up Sugardale bacon for your playoff celebration at your local grocery store today. Shocking news out of the league. I did not see this coming. I don't know I, that anybody did. I find it to be incredibly surprising. I just assumed that Mike Vrabel would coach the Tennessee Titans for as long as he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. The end. And not. Especially the way they finished the season. Yeah. Knocking off the Jags in a must-win game for the Jags. Like, clearly able to reach the team, motivate them. Let's be honest. You know, it was a tough year with the quarterback situations there. I thought it's nuts. I mean, it's the end of an era. It's going to be the Vrabel, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, all gone. All at once. All go. Maybe it had to do with – I wonder if it had to do with Levis. Remember, he really drug his feet on Levis. I wonder if that was it. I don't know. Maybe he was unwilling to compromise or something. But according, it's done. Uh, Titans owner Amy Adams Strunk uh, wanted fresh perspective after the coaching staff went six and eighteen in their last twenty four games, one and nine in the AFC South. Vrabel is the NFL's coach of the year in twenty twenty two. It that it I one and I, nine in the AFC South. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that. Wouldn't not. And their one win was this one. Was the one this weekend? Yeah. They. I just assumed that they were going through kind of that build on the fly that Pittsburgh kind of goes through. Like you, yeah. you, they had this run. They were all in on the run. You knew it was going to come to an end. You weren't going to be able to pay all these guys, and Henry was going to start to have tread on the tires, and it was, you know, that's the way it was going to go. And I just assumed that he would go through the build, and it would be he's the face of the Titans. It was more like GM malfeasance than anything, the idea that we're going to trade A.J. Brown and we're going to do what the Vikings did. Well, it turns out it's not that easy to just trade Stephon Diggs and draft Justin Jefferson. And – they trade A.J. Brown. He annihilates them. That gets the GM fired. I think Yeah, I think Vrabel's still a good coach, and I think he still did a good job given what he had to work with. Incredibly flawed roster. They got old yes. quick. Um, and it, to, my, to me, it felt like a rebuild on the fly. He will be – so Vrabel being a free agent, I would think that he would take some time. I don't know that he would jump right back into it. He's a pretty smart, calculated guy. Yep. Um, you mentioned, like, could there be changes in Columbus? There are a great many people that if this next year doesn't go good for Ryan Day that would want this in a very big way. I have no idea What's if the, Mike would want to do that at all. Has the bar changed in Columbus? Uh, no. Is it now, I, like, let's just beat Michigan? No, no, no. You've no, got to win no, a national no. I mean, they got they signed the number one running back in the portal yesterday, a kid out of Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, they got the kid from Kansas State last week, the quarterback – Coming in, um, no, I think they want to. They want to go win a national title. I think that's it. I don't want to be get off my lawn guy, but one of the things that was I thought was so cool about college football, the pageantry of it, and you still yeah. have all of that. But now with the portals, it's too much. It's way too much. You don't even have a consistent program anymore. Well, no, and like what what Ohio State is trying to do. I mean, the Will Howard kid they got from Kansas State. I'm pretty certain it's at least his fifth year uh, of college football will be next okay. year. So, like, he played so a he's full career great. at Kansas State. No, he's fine. But it's it's more of a reflection of they missed in recruiting. Like, J.J. McCarthy, who played last night for Michigan, wasn't great. But, like, J.J. McCarthy was dreamed to be an Ohio State Buckeye. They didn't recruit him. They had Quinn Ewers on campus. They had Quinn. That was the one. That's the one. But it, but they had, Quinn came early. Like, there were these weird circumstances around it. Um, but, yeah, the portal, all of the things individually in college football were are a good idea. Like, 
free transfer is it should be. Like if a coach can leave and coach the next year, a player ought to be able to leave and play Fair. the next year. Uh, name, image, and likeness is a it's a good thing. You ought to be able to make money off of your brand, your own name, image, and likeness. That's a good thing. The the portal windows are a good thing. The early signing day is a good thing in theory, but all of them happening at once without any guardrails is where you get the chaos that you get now, and that's how you get, you know, a kid who's a two-year starter at Ole Miss at running back and all SEC tailback transferring to Ohio State and inking an NIL deal to do so. And that happened last night. So that that's kind of where the sport is. But if if it goes south this year in Columbus, Vrabel would be on a short list. Now, I don't know. It's always been said that Mike didn't like the recruiting part of it, wasn't crazy about it. I think that to be true. Um, but $12 bucks to coach the alma mater can make a lot of things go away. How much, you know, you being around an NFL team and understanding now what, you know, Kevin Stefanski goes through over yeah. the course of a year, how much different is it? I mean, Urban Meyer kind of gave his peek. He was like, this is just football. Uh, like, you know, well, it feels like it's Urban a bigger didn't time coach commitment. in this world. Right. He, Urban didn't even coach in this world that they're in yes. college football now. It never ends. So, um, yeah, there is no break. I think, like, Kevin can have a life coaching in the NFL. Like, it's a lot of long hours in the season, and it's sure. all football in the season. That's part of it you sign up for. But once we go final after the Super Bowl, he's got – kind of a nine to five ish until mini camp and training sure. camp and all that. He's got a normal job at that point. And he can, I mean, his kids the same age as my kid. They play youth basketball against each other. I see him out there and he's watch his kid play youth basketball. I don't know if a college football coach can do that. There is no downtime. You're constantly now recruiting. you're constantly yeah. recruiting and portaling and there isn't, they really don't have a time where they can unplug. So lifestyle-wise, I think the NFL is better by a billion. By a billion. Yeah. So then I think that's hard to go back from that back unless yeah. you really wanted to. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that, you know, the, the reports have been Harbaugh's wanted to go to the NFL every single year. For sure. Yeah. Because yeah. you're trying to appease 17-year-old kids who now only not only you're recruiting them, if you get them and you like them, then you got to make sure they have an NIL deal that they're happy enough. with so they get right. paid to stay. So it's a mess. And, and by the way, you may do all that time and recruit them and all that, and they may get annoyed by something, or and somebody else says, hey, you can come be a star over here, and yeah. here's more money, and now I'm in the portal. Quinn's a great example of that. He graduated early in Texas at South Lake Carroll, goes to Ohio State for three to months. To get his NIL money. To get his NIL money, made about a million and a half um, with kombucha, I think, and then transferred back to Texas and b- became a Texas Longhorn, which is what he always would dream to do in any way. So, no, but it's that's stunning. That's absolutely stunning to me that that job is open it's stunning that they fired mike vrabel i assumed he would have that job until he didn't want it anymore and i don't think that's an appealing job at all all right we got tennessee lac atl carolina by the way you see that monken's got a couple of interviews not atlanta yet i want atlanta i want atlanta well it just makes all the sense in the world doesn't it yeah, plus it's an easy Georgia. sell because they enamored with him from the Georgia stuff. Yeah. Tennessee, Chargers, Atlanta, Carolina. Who are we missing? Vegas. LV. Is that it? Washington. Washington. Yeah, there's now six openings. Six. Yep. So I would go LAC one. Yep. Atlanta two. Yep. Washington's picking second, so you could get your quarterback I, I, new Washington, ownership. Fine, Washington. Yeah, Vegas be, probably. Be, yeah, except you get Davis, but Tennessee. Yeah. 
And then Carolina's. Carolina's bottom barrel. Dreadful. Yeah, because you're stuck with ownership. You're stuck with quarterback. You're stuck with a roster that's brutal. No first-round pick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's probably the order. I mean, I just toss you out. Feels like Antonio Pierce is going to get the Vegas job, and I think he's probably earned it. I think he should. Yeah, I agree. I, they played tough for him. And they liked him, and they liked the him. players are all going to bat for him. Mark Davis wants to hire him, so, I mean. Yeah, if he wants to, it feels like that's easy. He's the owner. So <laughs> that's what they say. It feels like, yeah, when they say that, well, Mark Davis wants it. Well, then okay. isn't it going to happen? <laughs> Unless only he has to answer for himself. Does Antonio Pierce want to go somewhere else? Like, are the Giants going to fire Dable, and then he goes back and plays? I, I feel like. Did he play for the Giants? Wasn't that where he Yeah, did I just feel like if you're. Like Vegas, fit. it all fits. fits. Yeah. yeah, that feels like Silver a win. And black. Yeah. yeah, so I think Harbaugh ends up at, with the Chargers is my guess. All right, so where's, he where's Uncle Bill ending up? Because uh, New England's going to be open, I think. Don't you? It's funny. I was reading a report today that said that Belichick basically is acting like business as usual. Nothing's changed. Like he's not going anywhere. The last few weeks of the season played out that way. It's like it's totally up to Kraft if he wants to keep him or not. But if you're Kraft, I don't know how you could based on how bad it went with Mac Jones. You're going to be picking a quarterback third overall. How could you? Yeah. Could you do that? You know, they have no weapons. No weapons. You can't draft. I mean, you just can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that one at all. But the the top two, I think, are very good. You're thinking about this: the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be on the going to be available because you're going to have five or six picked picked in the first round. Like Cousins is going to be available. Fields is available. Russell Wilson's available. Clearly, if anybody wants him, someone's going to talk themselves into him. They will. He's not going to be a backup. Don't you think? Uh, One no. more shot to start? Maybe. Yeah. Or he's toaster. It's like, psh. Yeah, he played pretty well this year, though. Yeah, that's just it. Like Maybe Vegas. Could be. Yeah. They move off of him a little bit. But that's where you are. Because, I mean, they're, they're in Jimmy Garoppolo, which is nothing. Look at him. Legend. Legend. We got a couple of tasks for him. Hoff's got to get him some 15s. Yeah, we got some size 15s. So we got some size 15s we got to do. And then, and I think we're going to, once the season's over, I'm going to put him on resurrecting that autograph ball and see if he can, see what he can work, magic he can work with that signed ball. That yeah, I know he can definitely. The bladder. Yeah. See if he can sort that thing out. I think he can. I think if anyone can. That's the guy. That's the guy. Uh, the Steelers rolled out T.J. Watt for Sunday's game and announced Mason Rudolph will continue starting. Well, no kidding on Duh. Rudolph. That's pretty clear. Um, they've, they've got, that's got to be. They are the biggest underdog in the round one of the playoffs. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I haven't seen the actual. Me neither. But my hunch is that that would be. I think that yeah. they would clearly be. Because Philly is on the road, and they haven't even been Yeah, I don't think that'll be Tampa. huge based on the way that they've been. Um, that feels like a five and a half to me, the Philly. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Easy. Easy. We have guess the lines. Tomorrow. We'll right? be able to guess. Yeah. Okay. We can try and. So you don't don't confirm anything yeah. for us, Uno. What were you doing? What were you hopping into? I'm going to let you know tomorrow. Stay tuned. Okay. You're going to try and guess the spread. Yeah, you liar. It's a good try at the lie. You're going to give us the facts on the spread, weren't you? No, I was going to say tomorrow. You're going to say on tomorrow. Show, you're on the show. You you're going gonna to jump in on the mic to tease tomorrow's show. Yeah. Bold, Uno. It's pretty elite. Very bold, Uno. Elite producing. Man. That is. It very much is. Yeah. Uh, where's Gibby? Travel meeting. Exactly. That's why he's running amok. That's why it's yeah. travel meeting. I like, though, that Uno feels like I can just punch this button in. When will Gibby come back and give us the after? So hopefully sometime in the next half hour we'll get an update on the travel meeting from Gibby because I do yeah, like sure post-game post, post uh, 
post-meeting Gibby is a fun Gibby. Uh, the Dolphins added pass rusher Justin Houston uh, amidst all their injuries. They've ruled out Jerome Baker and Andrew Van Ginkle as well. They're battered, man. They're just absolutely battered. It's going to be zero. Degrees. Be zero degrees in yeah. Kansas City. That might end up being a bigger number, too, by that, just with that. Kansas Not approaching that one. States. They do stink. It's crazy. It's, it is. It's crazy um, how, how they missed on – they took so many swings at a playmaker for Mahomes, and none of them hit. Well, it feels like this Rasheed Rice guy is okay. Obviously, Sky Moore, people thought was going to be a home run. He has not done anything. Um, and I think Kelsey, remember, Kelsey led the league in 20-yard catches, I think, last year. That's a good point. You mentioned this midseason that and he he's just, just has gotten old. He's just gotten old. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, you can't, you're not going to play at that level forever. Right. And he's, he's older than, I think, because he jumped onto the national consciousness with Mahomes, we all kind of thought that he's the same age as Mahomes. He's thirty-four. He's thirty-four years old. Yeah, he was born in nineteen eighty-nine. Same yeah. as Taylor Swift. We always, we always thought he's. I think most people think that he's like twenty-eight. Yeah, because no, because he's like they, he's his prominence has been tied to Mahomes, but he was there for a great many years before Pat ever took the job. Yeah, so that's the situation there. The Jaguars fired their defense coordinator Mike Caldwell. Um, numerous assistants. I, I guess you run it back one more year with. Is that still one of the most stupefying Super Bowl results of all time, that that Eagles team with Nick Foles and Doug Peterson and Frank Wright, like they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, but do you think about who was on that? Their defense was awesome. Defense was awesome. But, yeah, obviously. They beat, a, they beat a Patriots team, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. I'm pretty sure, the, I'm pretty sure Brady threw for 500 yards in that game. In the Super Bowl? In that Super Bowl against the Eagles. I think he threw for yeah, 500 yards. Sack strip fumble on the uh... – yeah. On the last I, one. I think Didn't he, he catch threw, up pass in that one, too? Might have. But I'm pretty so sure he threw for 500 yards in that Super Bowl. Game he one. dropped the pass. It was thrown to him. That's, but he dropped And it. he didn't catch it. Yeah. That's sad. All right. Postseason career. Game logs. <laughs> Boy. He's got a lot of them. a lot of scroll in there. So he lost to... It's the this Philly. is with New England yep. against Philly. Yep. 28 of 48... Okay, fifty-eight percent, five hundred and five yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He was only sacked once, and it was the sack strip fumble on their last possession. Five hundred and five yards. They lost forty-one to thirty-three. That's Chris Long on the strip sack fumble, isn't it? Isn't he involved in that? Because he won I think a Brandon Super Bowl. Graham, I want to say, but Long was involved in it because Long won the Super Bowl with New England. So, and I think he was involved in that play and somehow. Graham got the sack strip fumble. It was recovered by Derek Barnett, but Chris Long did play in the game. Yeah. He did play in the game. So they Nick Foles. Nick Foles went twenty eight of forty three for three seventy three and a three touchdowns, one pick, and he caught a touchdown on the Philly special. Yeah. <clears throat> I would not have had this. Garrett Blunt, fourteen carries, ninety yards and a touchdown. Jay Ajayi. Nine carries, 57 yards. Their leading receiver, Corey Clement, the running back, had four for 100 and a touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey, three for 73 and a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar, nine for 84. Zach Ertz, seven for 67 and a touchdown. And Torrey Smith, five for 49. On the other side for them, they had three different 100-yard receivers. Can you name the three players on the, on the Patriots that had more than 100 yards receiving in that Super Bowl? Edelman. Did not play. Edelman wasn't in that Super Bowl? No. Oh, my God. Gronk? Gronk, 9 for 116 and two touchdowns, yes. 
Holy hell. Brady threw for 500 yards and Edelman didn't No Edelman, so think of who would be like an Edelman replacement or similar to Edelman in this era. Oh, my gosh. It's the guy who um, – white guy. He's got yes. a gorgeous girlfriend. Went to the Lions. Yep. Dan – Amendola. Danny Amendola. I could picture him, but I couldn't yep. say his name. Eight for 152 for Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola, and eight for 152 and in this, a Super Bowl. This other receiver – That's how good Brady is. This other receiver went six for 128 and a touchdown. Wide receiver. Who was – his last name he shares with a very famous professional wrestler. What you gonna do, Bo Bishop? It was, was it? I don't know. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Six. I almost went, when you said professional. Right, that Miles Austin was he in the league at that point? Like who in the hell was? <laughs> Chris Hogan. Who was Brady? Chris Hogan? A Chris Hogan, a Danny Amendola, and he threw for 500 yards? Yeah. That Forget all the rest of it. That's on the plaque with the gold jacket. So he goes for 152 to Good Amendola. Good Lord. One catch for 46 to Rex Burkhead. Six for 128 and a touchdown. Chris Hogan. They had Brandon Cooks on this team. He only had one catch for Why would they not yards. have thrown it to Cooks he had two targets. 12 times? Like, he had two targets. Gronk, 15 targets, nine catches, 116 and two. That's the greatest probably example of – the Belichick Brady debate is right there. You know who got the lone pick in that Super Bowl? No. I for wouldn't. the Patriots? Mm. Deron Harmon. Oh, there you go. Our guy. Our guy. All right, you'll hear from our guy, our quarterback coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you and your pup ready for the game this weekend? Stop by Pet Supplies Plus, Fairview Park, this Thursday, January 11th, 2 to 3. Join the pup rally. Wear your best Browns gear for a chance to win prizes. Get your pup's picture with chomps. Even have a chance to meet a Browns alumni. For more information, visit the Browns Facebook events page. Pet Supplies Plus, a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now we head to the podium and your quarterback, Joe Flacco. Joe, when you go back to the, uh, the 2012 playoff run, what was it about that team? Um, going into that run that you guys were able to capitalize on and um, you know for you personally how were you feeling going into those playoffs and did you catch you know kind of a hot streak at the right time we had been through through so much as a team at that point so I think we were able to draw on a lot of that to have confidence um, you know, when you look back at that one, we lost three games at the end of the year in a r- right in a row, but I think we were 9-2 and two going into that. So, like, you can say that we hit a hot streak for sure, but, like, we were just a really good football team for a few years there. Um, and we had a lot of confidence because of that. We had been through a lot together. Um, not that everybody was the same, but there was a lot of key guys on that team that had been around for a while and been through a handful of playoff games. Um, so, you know, so we were battle-tested in, in that respect. I, I just think every team has got its own little unique personality, and that one had it. And... You know, like I said, there was a lot of things that went into why we were able to have the confidence to get through it. Obviously, the teams are different, but this team has gone through a lot, too, to get to this point. Is that something that, that you guys can draw on? I think so. Yeah, it always helps to go through tough times and, um, you know, truly be tested, uh, whether that's, you know, injuries or close games, um, you know, finding your identity, things like that. 
uh, they all helped. You you had a really uh, unbelievable run individually that postseason. I mean, that was that just about every one of those games. And is that the best you can remember playing? Um, you know, a bunch of things just came together right at the right time. Uh, we kind of manipulated our front a little bit uh, with who was starting um, in, our, in our offense, um, on our offensive line, and I think that really was a big part of it. Um, you know, and then things just kind of go your way. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, fate that's involved there. I mean, we uh, got off to a good start with a home game against Indy, and then you know, went and played a crazy game in Denver. And then we went back to New England where we had had some history. I mean, that was the third playoff game I think I had played up there at that point. So like I said, like, I, just in that unique uh, instance, you know, we had been up there a bunch of times and we had lost an AFC Championship game there the year before. So there was definitely things that we could draw on at that time. You, so how you, you, prepared, you prepared to face opponents, you know, a second time a lot in your career. Is there anything different going into this week that you, you do differently? You just you, you just go prepare. I mean, uh, I've said it to some of the guys, like, there's not this daunting task of, like, getting ready to prepare for 20 games. You're preparing for one game, and that's it. You're, you're promised one game here. So I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think that's something good to fall back on. Like, I think you can get comfort in that one game. Prepare as hard as you can for one week, and then when that's all done, we'll pick up and see where we're at. Um, you know, as far as playing these guys a couple weeks ago, I'm sure there's things that we'll take, uh, you know, from the time that we played them. But each game is its own unique uh, challenge, and these guys are a good football team, uh, and we're excited for the opportunity to go play, go play a tough game. What do you think playoff experience is, and in what ways does it help having been there before? Um, I'm sure there's a, a level of importance to it in terms of letting the football game come to you, not not necessarily riding too high and riding too low when things happen, realizing that it is another football game. Um, but ultimately, the most important thing in, in, in playoff games is executing your fundamentals to the highest degree. And I don't think that that, that necessarily takes experience to do. It, it just... Uh, it just takes you staying level-headed and playing within yourself. Joe, so how do you account for your personal record in the postseason on the road, the second only to Brady as far as number of wins on the road? How do you account for that? Uh, like I said, I think it just goes back to doing the basics the right way, um, not overthinking what it means to go on the road, uh, just going and playing a good football game. and. You know, when the dust settles, you, like I said, you pick your head up and you see where you are. Can you, you think like back to I think anytime you get to be in the playoffs and win football games, there's some party that takes pride in that, no matter where it is. Um, it's it's this is what this is what we we go to work for every day is to be in this position and to play these types of games. So I I I think we should all hold our head high. Like we earned the right to be playing uh, this Saturday. And you should you know, gain something from that. Um, but like I said, once you, once you lace them up and once you're actually out in the field, none of that matters. Joe, Can you the, Texans found out, the Texans found out on Christmas Eve what happens when they don't pressure you. How do you feel they'll adjust to that? 
I, you know, I'm not in their heads. Uh, I, I think that we'll have our plan, and as long as we execute our plan, then you know, it, all that stuff will kind of fall into place. Um, listen, when you when you play in this league, a lot of these games come down to getting pressure on the quarterback, and there's multiple ways to do that. Do you do that with your front? Do you do that by putting pressure with your, you know, by bringing linebackers, by bringing secondary guys? Um, so we'll see. I mean, our offensive line's done a great job uh, since I've been here, and like I said, there's going to be times where teams come try to pressure you, and those usually lead to opportunities if you're on top of your stuff. So um, it, it's just part of the game. Every week you have to be ready for teams to do that, and that's part of prepping as an offense. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not in Houston and. and I don't really know what's going through those guys' heads, so we're just going to prepare like we always do. Joe, can you think back here? What did you think about CJ Stroud this season? And did you get to watch him at all on Saturday night? And what are, what are your thoughts on him going against you guys this time? I've only gotten to watch him a little bit, but he's been really impressive. Just you know, just from afar, like in terms of his decision making and the way everything's kind of looked, like you can tell he can throw the ball. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance. It's not like I follow follow college football a ton. Um, and Ohio State always has somebody, it seems like, the last few years that are getting drafted in the top uh, of the uh, draft in the spring. Um, but it seems like he has a lot of arm talent, and the impressive part is the fact that he's been able to make really good decisions all year. Um, so a lot of credit to him for sure. Can you think back to your first playoff game, Joe, were you overwhelmed at all, or did you have that attitude that you're talking about now? You know what? We, uh, I, we played Miami. We were down in Miami. We played them earlier in the year and played a good game against them. So I think we just, you know, I I can't remember the exact emotions that were going through my body, but I'm sure they were pretty much the same that, that I deal with today. Uh, I don't remember being overwhelmed or anything. Um, we had a good football team that year, and like I said, we had played them and beat them earlier in the year, so I think we drew, you know, maybe something from that. You know, I was probably naive to a certain extent because it probably didn't matter, but... Um, you know, as a, as a rookie, you're just trying to you 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 truly are trying to keep things as simple as possible and do the basics. And I think, like I said earlier, I think that does lend itself uh, well to playing your best football in the playoffs. So, Joe, when Amari has a game like he did in your first trip to Houston, how different do you expect them to approach him to you know not let that happen again? Yeah, listen. I mean, I think anytime somebody plays like that, uh, you're you're definitely not gonna you're definitely gonna go into that game and say, all right, we're not getting beat by that guy again. Um, but once again, it, it's not my job to worry too much about that. It's my job to go out there and play on Saturday and just you know do what the do what the defense tells me. And you don't want to overthink it either. You know, it, it, you don't want to you know not you don't want to take your head off of Amari just because you think that they're gonna have some gigantic plan for him. Uh, we got to be ready for everything. What were the benefits of the Cincinnati? weekend to you? Well, I think ultimately it's just to, this team has gone through a lot, and I think just as a whole, being able to get guys that have been dealing with stuff for the last 20 weeks, you know, since, since, since they've come back for training camp, to give them a chance to kind of get off of their feet again and get a little mental uh, breather and get ready for this week. Do you uh, defense, though, when you study them going into this game, does that defense look any different from when you played them on Christmas Eve to these last couple of weeks here? Did they there's change slight, anything? There's slight differences. They have some different guys that are back or, or a little bit more banged up. Um, 
like I like we just talked about Amari. Maybe they'll maybe they'll do certain things with with them. But I think um, I think this defense believes in what they do ultimately, and they're going to do what they think they do well. They're going to do that. Um, so there there's always going to be little wrinkles, but it's our job to attack. Um, and prepare for what they do well, and then adjust from from there. Joe, you've been talking about January football since you got here and what it's like. Do you address the team this week about any of that, or has that just kind of been addressed in the process of voting? Well, uh, you know, we 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 had a team meeting yesterday, and and we were able to address that a little bit. And, you know, and, and just hear from some different uh, different stories about you know what playoff football is all about and stuff like that. And it, and you know. How much does that ultimately mean? You never know, but it is cool to hear um, some different perspectives on, um, you know, on what people feel like it takes to, to win at, at this time of the year. So, so you did speak uh, a little bit. <laughs> what does it take to win? Last one. I'll say it again. It, you know, everybody, um, you know, these, everybody puts so much thought into what it takes to win these games, and it's. It's doing the simple things the best you can and just playing good fundamental football. And um, this is the time of the year where that stuff shows up. You know, it, it, obviously there's going to be plays made and guys are going to make a name for themselves that, you know, the, or, you know something's going to happen over the next five weeks that we're going to remember forever. But, and, that, and, and those are the things that you kind of see, but it's, a, it's just about playing fundamental physical football and uh, playing a full 60 minutes. And no matter what's going on at the moment, being able to uh, keep the blinders on and, and keep moving forward. Did you uh, play D'Amico? You're almost the same age. Can you imagine being a head coach right now? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've never had any aspirations of being a coach. Um, I guess if I really, really thought hard about it, you could wrap your head around certain aspects of it, but man, like just all that you have to deal with being a head coach and you know, the way you have to be in front of the team every single day. Um, I think more so just the scheme part of it. I think as a player, there's a certain part of it that you know, and as a quarterback, you're always simplifying things so that you can go out there and play fast. But to be on top of everything and to be able to teach every single position, on an, on an offense or defense, and then like put it all together and build it. Uh, it it's impressive, uh, it's, it's really impressive. Uh, and I know he's played and I know he's been in it, but it, it's, it's different than teaching other people. So yeah, uh, it, it's, it's definitely pretty cool to see. You can see obviously that he's been motivated since he's been done playing and probably even at some point when he was playing to do something like this, so yeah, a lot of credit. Glad he's our guy. Good stuff from your quarterback, Joe Flacco, and he will lead us down in Houston yes. on Saturday afternoon. A little higher or lower coming your way next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
and be part of one of the most passionate fan base in the NFL. Join Next Gen STM presented by Ticketmaster. Official waitlist of your Cleveland Browns. Being a Next Gen STM is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash nextgenstm to reserve your spot today. Uh, boy, see, so we got word to hand announced. We got uh, a repost. Get you a chance to win a Browns playoff kit on our social on the Twitter. So there you go. Looks well, like you got a T-shirt in there. And a, how about how about it? <laughs> you got some koozies. Oh man, maybe sure. a, maybe a, a winter a winter cap. It looks like perhaps I can't tell a knit cap. How lovely a knit. Yeah, if you hit the repost button, then you can get it on the Brown social media platform. There you go on X. Do we have an example of one of them floating around the building here that we could show the people on the stream? Uno, you don't know. I have no Debbie idea. Tant's got a dog. Every time he's got a great dog. He's got a great Dogs dog. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. It's all happening. It's all happening, people. Um, all right. By the way, Gibby's here. Hi, Gibby. How are you? Hi. Good to see you. Oh, great. How was your meeting? It was good. It, it, it was. It was fine. Uh, it's. It's. Uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot in a short period Cond- of time. Condensed. We were yeah. saying that. I. I like the Sunday. Yeah. Give me that date. Sunday. Yeah. Or it's, even the Monday nighter. <laughs> if you win it, it's pretty sweet to 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 get into the second round and and move on and that that's a pretty cool thing and you get the the extended rest but it's the uh that first saturday out slots tough yeah someone that yeah. oh, i think it was one of my i think it was my in-laws last night they were like you don't seem excited i go i'll be excited when we get on the plane i got a lot to do between now and when we get on the plane on friday <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think- we have we have three sh- we- we figured out we have 17 hours of content we've got to fill between now and then, and yeah. Bo- and when we kick off, yeah, like yeah. that's that's an awful lot. Yeah, a lot. And then it all it's all compressed, so you're you're doing it in a shorter amount of time. And, yeah. Um, and we need to pre-tape stuff. We've got, yeah. you know, due to logistics and everything else. Yeah. So we'll get it done. Well, we do. It, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm not worried. That's what it goes. Hey, we're going to Houston. I, I hope the weather is better. I don't know. It was 50 degrees the, there. The question over will the last be, couple days. Be in a dome. Will, will Drew join you for dinner this time? No. Because I didn't get a post-dinner. How was the dinner? Did you guys have a nice dinner? Oh, yeah. It was great. It was great. Everybody yeah. was good. Everybody was enjoyed only, the meal. Very happy. Yeah. Very happy meal. What did you order? Yeah. Uh, Gibbe and I did turf and turf. I got lamb chops and he got a bone and filet, and we had a little <laughs> turf and turf. Did you guys split it? Kind of yep. a little yeah. bit of each? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's very good. It's a very good, very good choice out of you. Date night. We yeah, did a um, – I did a – we were at a place in Miami, and we – me and the two oldest did like – it was like a – they called it their board. So it was a it was a whole fish. It was a lobster tail. It was shrimp. It was a steak. It was like six things, and they just brought it out like on a cutting board and put it on the table, and we kind of just picked it off. It was amazing. See, it was I so thought, cool. And had I known I where you were staying – I thought you were more in the keys, like into the keys, because you were on Miami. You were like we're Biscayne. Key Biscayne. Yeah. yeah, Key Biscayne, which is the it's the first one. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were further Miami. in it's because I was like, more. oh, oh North Miami Beach or North Miami. Uh, I have some great things. South Beach. There's a skillet fried chicken at a place called the Yardbird. Oh yeah, Yardbird. I've eaten there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's fantastic little place yeah that's and there's good. a few that's other places i was i i mean i was in i was in florida for a lot of years and we i was at been at the orange bowl yeah. a lot so that it was something i was familiar with what i liked about key biscayne was is that it's you're you have the proximity of all the things about miami that is cool but you're also yeah. you don't feel like miami at all yeah yeah you know it feels like a little caribbean for the, yeah for the, yeah for you the can't kids. take the kids to the fountain blue no 
the Clevelander. That's not going to work for the children. Uh, no, but it works for a lot of other people. It does, yeah. And if we did go down there, like, just so they could be, see, here's South Beach, boys. Not at night. Yeah, no. But but during the day. Family-friendly during the afternoon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There you go. All right, did we got a little did ho- you take them to the heat team shot? We did. Uh, we did We did heat. You know what I had? So NBC loves him. He loved, Tyler Hero is one of his favorite players, so that yeah. was easy for him. As a kid, like, loves Kentucky, so that was easy. And uh, they wanted jerseys, so Bootsy got – I said, well, Bootsy got to go with D. Wade. I think that's the – get the iconic D. Wade jersey. That's the one to get. And Beamsy was really struggling. I said, you know what I think would be pretty money? Six James. So we got a six James. I said, it looks awesome. I said, wow. that is so cool. What color? Black. The black. The black. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like – I go, I don't know if they'll make it for you. Not this sure is, if they'll make it for you. This is a tough one for Gibbe because Bowling I know it's Green a tough one for him. I'm not, I'm not going to besmirch now the, we're getting the child. But I thought like he kind of lit up. And then when they printed, I didn't know if they'd print it because he's still I active. Besmirch his father for horrible advice. but <laughs> He's still active, so I didn't know if they would print it. Oh, yeah. Like and, an active player. I, mean, it didn't, I didn't leave know. like in the no, greatest he, terms. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Um, but they were more than happy to. So it was. Uh, so I thought that was a good one. So it's like a one of one. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, can't, it wasn't, can't get it anywhere else. Other they than actually did the shot. printing right they there. They printed it. They printed a six James. It's awesome. I thought that's a good one. That looks that's cool. It's really cool. So, it is a good one. And by the way, like he came back here and won. So right, everybody wins. Water under the bridge. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So there you go. Why so angry, Gibby? I'm not angry. Fr- You're gonna, we're going to get a title this year with a guy who before this was predominantly known as a Raven. Yeah, that's okay. Like for what it, we had a conversation. No, 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 hold on. Us. That's hold okay. on. No, 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 no. It, like we had a conversation about this the other day, and I'm like, I never viewed him in a negative light the way that I view Big Ben. I just knew that the guy dominated us. Do you think that's generationally? Because you're old enough. We're men. We're forty. We're, you're old enough, and you're born and raised where your hatred was of the Pittsburgh Steelers overwhelmingly yeah like i was just having this conversation with uh the boys when we were uh on break and beamsy said dad why isn't the battle of ohio a, the biggest rival for the browns and i said well i think it's i think it's the steelers is the one that most yeah. people hate the most um he said but i don't get it like they're in our state like why don't we hate them the most um and i said well history and all of those things um but there is the, the trick, and I was explaining to him, I think probably the most hated team for both of those teams is each other. The Baltimore and Pittsburgh's rivalry in the 2000s oh, yeah. was just red hot. And then every single game was within three points. They're physical. They hated each other. Yeah. yeah. Violent affairs. Yeah. And he said, well, who do you think Cincinnati hates the most? I said, I know they hate Pittsburgh the most. Yeah. For sure. So, like, we hate them the most. Cincinnati hates them the most. But Kimo they hate Von Baltimore Olhoffen. the most. Yeah, and then I always felt like the Ravens kind of get a buy because they were us. Were the Browns, right? So yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing. I think Absolutely. It's, I think the hatred is Steelers one, Art Modell two, and then everybody else is like doesn't matter. Yeah, you could be headed in for golden era here though. Like if if ever you can have a situation where Watson and Burrow because they're both young enough, where if they both were to be healthy for a while. It, you feel like it's there simmering. Lamar. Well, Lamar, of course. But, I mean, in terms of – in the, I just meant the Battles. Battle of Ohio. Yeah, the yeah. Battle of Ohio thing. Like, it's never – they've never really been both great. Like, it was simmering in the late 80s when they were good. Absolutely. And we were good. And yeah. you had 
Weish on a mic and all of that. Like Boomer there and was, Bernie. Yeah, you had that where they were both. But that's a long time ago. Yeah. So they've never both been good at the same time in the last 30 years or so. It started. It flared up a there. little bit with Baker. Yeah, it's, and with Burrow for sure, and I think it'll be first. there. Well, I think Burrow, it'll be there next year. Yeah, Burrow really couldn't beat us. Yep, exactly. No, uh-uh. he didn't beat no. us until last year, the second yeah. game last yeah. year. Well, and then the crazy thing for him is he grew up a Browns fan. Yeah, so he's there was that part of it that was out there too. So yeah, all right, time for a little higher lower. Presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery. Mind you, uh, to know your risks before you gamble. Uh, Gibby, what do we have here? QB confidence rankings. The list, based on how we feel about the quarterbacks right now, going into their playoff. Who is we? I don't know. Uno, Uno, who did this? This list is via your good friends, Griffin Uno. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. The Griffin Uno list. The Griffin Uno list. We worked tirelessly on this. All right. This I like it. The I, I was like, you know what? I don't like any of the power rankings out there. Uno. Regular season's over. What are we going to do here? I'm like, you two come up your quarterback confidence ratings, and oh, I'm going to have like the it. other guys This is what them. you were trying to hide from my eyes earlier. Yes. They were working on a secret project, and I walked over, and they're like, no, 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 you can't see this. I uh, like this. Good job out of both of you. Good work. All right. Hit it. Ball is higher or lower. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Higher, lower, just right. Can't yeah, go higher. He's lower, one. just right. He's one. He's number one going into the playoffs. Your confidence, in your confidence is in of him, not his team. It's just a quarterback confidence, not their circumstance. Mahomes is number one. He's the right one. The worst he's ever done is an AFC championship. I think Zagura is like rewriting the entire – Zagura is doing his own power rankings. Well, it, there's a lot that needs to be shuffled here, but I think at number one, it's Mahomes. Z? Yeah, 100%. All right. Number two is Allen. Number three. Well, hold on. Stop it, too. Yeah, stop it. Stop right there. How can Josh Allen be two? Uno, defend yourself. Josh Allen, to me, playing some of the best football in the NFL right now. <laughs> to me gonna, and Griff. This is going to be us putting you on trial yeah. is what this is yeah, going Griff to be. Yeah, Griff said that I have to do all the talking for both of us. So, Oh, that's oh. unfortunate. Um, he's playing really good right now. And I know he's he got is. turnover problems and all that. But Did you see the two picks he threw in the first half against Miami on Sunday? I saw him win in, against Miami. In the end so zone? that's all I really worry about. Did he win? Um, Allen should not be two on this list. If it's He's, quarterback. He keeps playing well in the playoffs. He keeps running into Mahomes. I think if he gets Mahomes at home, like in Buffalo this year, it's a new story for Josh. I think I think you got a Super Bowl winner at three. You've got a Super Bowl winner at four. You've got a Super Bowl participant at nine and a Super Bowl participant at 11 um, on your list here. Um, and you have – so I, I think Allen should be lower. Worser lower. on this list. Worse. Higher number, because what you're trying to do, is we're not, we're not, you're not ranking their situation. You're ranking the quarter confidence you have in them. Yes. So to me, Stafford should be two. I have Stafford two as well. Next, that's why I wrote this. Out. Higher or lower? My list. Yeah, I should. All right. So Josh Allen was number two. Yep. Matt Stafford was three. Our own Joe Flacco is number four. Let's just go to number three. We sh- maybe we sh- do we skip number four? Just go one by one. Well, I mean, do you think? 
just attack him. Every, it's not an attack every time. And then time. He, he's we, has to represent him. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't want to tell you who it was by until the end so that yeah, so this they, was avoided. It could have been, it it been worse. One this by one by radio. one. But, it could have been yeah. worse the other way if we're like, who are the bozos who did yeah, this? Right. <laughs> Fire them. How do they have yeah. jobs? I don't think. I don't. Th- it's not terrible. It's not terrible at all. No, there are just some changes. All right. My, th- my three, and this is based on what we're seeing, at least how I feel right now, my three is Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's playing elite football. He's MVP. The thing that happened with Lamar Jackson, and by the way, Prescott should get some love for MVP too. He's 4,600 yards, 36 touchdowns, I think nine picks. It was in our Factor Fiction on Sunday. I'm like, Factor Fiction, he's the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Well, the thing is you have that Purdy game against the Ravens that's hanging out there that was terrible. Against us was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He lit the Cowboys up, though. He did. Yeah, he did. Um yeah, I think I think I think Lamar Lamar's definitely ahead of Allen. Lamar has yes. The other thing that's interesting about the Lamar part of it is, is the Munkin part of it. Well, yeah, that's we why knew we're that. getting him out of there. We got to get him the hell out of there. We knew that's how that would go because we, some of the most enjoyable stuff was, him hanging out here. One of these years when I'm done, like, some of the stuff Todd said. That year, right here. I think he was standing right. Maybe it's standing right here. Right there, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, this is going exactly how it looks. Yeah, um, yeah. I I'm with you on on Lamar being higher um, on this list. So I don't I think he should be ahead of Allen. So I, I go, would have him. I go. I would have him ahead of Allen. Mahomes, sure. Stafford, Jackson, Allen are my top four. Allen is. I'm nervous on Allen, man. Allen and Prescott to me. Like, do you trust if they have the same roster? Would you trust Prescott or Allen more? Allen, but it's not by much. I know he's going to turn it over, but he's also going to make more plays. He will make more plays. Yeah, he's, and he's. I mean, I trust Flacco a lot. I have Flacco five. Yeah. We I might as well just keep going here. Right, because, so, go ahead, go ahead, well, go ahead, are you okay with Allen at four? <clears throat> yeah, I think. I think of all. Let me t- if you if you let me run this by both of you. Does he have the most quarterback pressure of anyone in the league? Going into this postseason, Allen? Yeah, um, I don't know because I think Lamar's got a little. They but both he, do. Lamar was off the grid the, the last playoffs? couple of years. Like they were off the grid. They kind of were the one seed. It kind of shocked everybody. They were the one. Allen has been. The, the Bills were the pick to win the Super Bowl a year ago. They've been knocking on the door, and now they have kind of a, a battered Chiefs team to get through. We're on our fourth. We played five quarterbacks. We're not playing the quarterback we we thought we we're going to play. Burrow's not even here. Like. If ever there was a year for them to do it from in Buffalo, it feels like this would be it. All right. I guess so, that's where I'm coming from with that. I hear you with that. What I'm saying is Josh Allen, I think, has been better in the playoffs than people realize. I mean, oh, there was for a year sure. that he lost. He threw nine touchdowns with no picks the, in a couple of games. Well, Mahomes, he left him 13 seconds that one right. year, and he, they went and did it. All right, so his postseason career stats – 64% completion, 17 touchdowns, four picks, quarterback rating of 100, and yeah, he's, he's run for 417 yards and two more touchdowns. Oh, and he's caught a touchdown in the playoffs as well. So he's run he's for been two, very caught good. one, thrown seven. Yeah, I, I got him at four. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, he can't. Uh, to me, he's either three or four, and I'm with you right now. I like 
I think what Lamar and Munkin are doing right now is pretty darn good, so I have them at four. Yeah. But, and to me, there's even a little bit of a break after those top four. Then you're into a next tier, in my opinion. And that, that next tier for me could even go down to number 10. Okay. Next. Higher or lower? Uh, the, the dynamic duo. He, yeah. I was just saying, so by the way, we have the same top five as they did. Yeah, they're not that Just in a different order. Just different order. Yeah. All right. So their six through ten is Dak Prescott at six, Brock Purdy at seven, Tua at eight, Jalen Hurts at nine, CJ Stroud at ten. Okay. In egregious. I'm speeding it up a little bit. We got to be out by twenty. Egregious here. disrespect of Jared Goff on this list. Yeah, that he is did the first thing that, Super Bowl. Like he, that jumped yes. out at me. I go six Purdy, seven Dak, eight Goff. Nine Hertz. Hertz would be higher if he was playing normally. He'd be top four, but he's not playing normally at all. They're, in fact, they look broken. Two a ten. I would have two a lowest of those. Um, I I might even go so far as to say Goff ahead of Purdy because I've seen him do it. I've seen him get all the way there. Like he was Purdy was rolling last he year. He was, but he got hurt, he hurt, so we just haven't seen it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think Goff is the most disrespected on this list. I think I think Tua. If you like, he was bad in the oh, game this weekend. Yes, um, they didn't beat anybody good all year. Nope, not one. No. So he's he's got to be he's definitely lower than Hurts. Even though Jalen is hurt, um, he definitely should be below him. And I would have him last on this list. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that that's all about right. And then my the last four I went Stroud, Baker, Jordan Love, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Just Stroud's a rookie. Right. Well, we don't know what to expect. Don't know, don't know how he's going to do. Rookies in those Baker's spots. one playoff game. Let's hope he's still right there of, on Monday. That puts him ahead <laughs> of Love and Rudolph. By the way, Love is playing very well. I just don't. You and I, I like talked, watching him well, play, man. You I'm and I you. talked about it last week when you were out. Like the moment we start to like him, that's true. They they go but in you the said that, and then they for came like through. They, they looked pretty good and in then the final game of the season. I was all in on them. Yep, and then they who did they lose to? They had two straight right weeks. after the Steelers. We were liking them; they looked good, and then and I they think they won, and then they had a couple like bad losses in a row. Yeah, Minnesota maybe. Yeah, yeah, but then they come back and they win on Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, they, they did. Just, well, that's when we fell in love. We're like, yeah, we, we both picked them to beat the Lions, yeah. right, and then on. they lost a couple in a row, and it was like, what is going on? They had a loss to the Giants in there on that Monday that's night. It. That was that's really the bad. One. It was the Giants. Tommy lost DeVito. All right, all right. Give it. Give it. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, guess the stats. Jordan Love's stats for the 2023 season. All right. Yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Touchdowns, 23. Okay. Like 30-something, right? It's not how guess the stats is played, Uno. Sorry. Wait. Uno. Do not speak Uno's unless spoken to. The other yeah. side of the glass. Do you, did you want to be included in guess the stats? I know. He's already looked it up. He no, I don't have it looked up. I was guessing 30-something. August yeah, 31. You weren't involved in the game yet, Uno. Just wait a second. <laughs> Uno's antsy. He's very bold today. Yeah, he's he very jumped bold. in earlier. He's get but he jumped in earlier to tease tomorrow's show. Yeah. He's jumping in. Uno. You're because bo- you were in a meeting. You're in a meeting. He's unfettered now. Settle. He's can you tell he's healthy again. He's back. He's, he's back. He's got his full juice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thirty one hundred yards, twenty three touchdowns, and what what's my other one? Picks. Interceptions. I feel like he's probably thrown his fair share, probably 14. All right, so we've got. He's got 31, 23, 31, 14. 
I just go with numbers that do sound you know? good in my head. I don't know. Do you want to guess? Do you want to throw your head uh, in the ring? NBC had him in fantasy, so I know that the yardage is better than that. I would say the yardage is closer to like, um, I'm going to say like 3,600. Okay. I would say that the passing touchdowns are in the 30s, low 30s. Um, interceptions. Can you put would, a number on that, please? 33. Thank and you. I would say that the t- interceptions are probably 9 or 10. Jordan Love this year threw for 4,159 really? yards. It was within 1,000. Wow. He there threw for 32 touchdowns Got that one. with 11 interceptions, completing 64% of his passes, quarterback rating of 100. He ran and for he touchdowns, ran, too. Yeah. He ran for 247 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. 4,159, 32, and 11. That's pretty good. In the old days, that'd be 30, 38. Because you get you play the extra day, so there's a, a lot more yeah. four thousand yards. But that was crazy. That's nuts. No, he's good. He's good. He did what Rodgers couldn't do. He want to play want to play in game. Yes, Rodgers didn't do that a year ago. Gentlemen, right. good job. Good job by you. Good job, boys. Good in job, there. guys. Yep. Uh, the Rolling Thank Stones you. Hackney Diamonds Tour will be at Cleveland Brown Stadium on Saturday, June fifteenth. Tickets on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Rolling Stones for more information on that. We have Coach coming up next. Is that the way I understand Coach it? Coach live before Coach the team hits the practice before the field. Team hits the field. Coming up next, let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Car, truck, or motorcycle accident cause you injury? Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. Coach will be uh, addressing the media here live in just a matter of minutes. Um, what are you looking forward to hearing from him? Health updates. Yeah, where are we? So the three that I'm focused on the most – Maybe four, I should say. One, Dustin Hopkins. Two, Grant Delpit. Three, Juan Thornhill. And then four would probably be Cedric Tillman. Brown's not practicing today. Amari Cooper, rest and heal. Dustin Hopkins, hamstring. Kareem Hunt, groin. Greg Newsom, knee. Pierre Strong, back. Cedric Tillman, concussion. Juan Thornhill, calf. And I believe Coach is coming to the podium as we speak. All right, let's go to Coach. Okay, uh, excited about the opportunity we have in front of us, uh, going down there to play a very, very good Houston team. Uh, we have to have a great week of preparation. Uh, what we've talked about as a team, just this is the time where you really have to have a great week of preparation, whether it's a meeting or a walkthrough or a lift or practice, whatever it is. So uh, the guys understand that, and that's what we'll get ready to do today and, and starting this week. Uh, you know, We're also excited that we're the uh, first game. We don't have to wait an extra day, so we get to get up and go. Uh, but, you know, looking at this game, I know we recently played this team. As you know, they're different. Everybody's different each week, but C.J. Stroud's a great player. I mean, he's a great player, so we did not face him in the first one. Uh, you know, there's injuries that guys that are back on defense that they didn't have. They've signed a couple free agents on defense, so 
Really, as, as everybody knows, you're a different team week to week, and, and certainly this is a different team we're facing, but I know it's a very, very talented team. They're very well coached. I have a ton of respect for D'Amico, his entire coaching staff. So uh, it's a great challenge, uh, but we're really focused on, on the work that's going to go into it uh, this week. But with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, do you expect Dustin to kick for you guys this week? I think it's unlikely. Kevin, what stands out? You, you mentioned CJ when you watch him on tape. What, what stands out? Yeah, you know, I, he's a he's awesome. Uh, we I remember watching him early, Tom, because we had some crossover tape uh, and getting ready to play Baltimore. I know he played in that. That was his first game, and I think even in that game, you saw some plays and some throws uh, where you knew right away that, that that kid was was really really talented. And, and you know, I know our the state has seen him play quite a bit. Um, so he, he's a he's a a very uh, talented young man, uh, and and I think the. The tape is what we as coaches always kind of go back to, and he's got some really great tape. Kevin, I, <clears throat> I couldn't anticipated it, but would you in, a, in the future instruct your kickers not to do it what, what Dustin did? Yeah, I think it's always that fine line, uh, Jeff, where you, you want to make a play for the team, you want to hustle, but you also uh, you know don't want to put yourself in harm's way. So those are things we talk about, uh, but you can't. Uh, you can't deny that our guys uh, have great effort out there. Kevin, yeah, Grant could be um, activated this week. Is he not? Is he not ready? He still be active. Yes, yeah, still could. Still could be. You talked about the changes you're going to see mm-hmm. with Houston. Um, what difference could it make having a guy like Will Anderson and even Grenard who's able to play more? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. It's like everybody. You you want all your players to be healthy at this point in the season. You know everybody's dealing with it in, in varying degrees. But uh, those are some really really good edge rushers they have. How do you feel about your uh, receiving core? The health of your receiving core heading into this game? Yeah, I uh, feel good. Obviously, Sed's still in the concussion protocol, but I think all those other guys are doing well. Some of the players spoke um, at a team meeting that have had Super Bowl playoff experience. Why do you think that was an important exercise for them? They weren't supposed to tell you that. Um, no, I think for all of us, you know, as you get started on, on the second season, I think it's important to hear from different perspectives. Uh, that's all it was. Was it just playoff experience or was it guys with Super Bowl experience that spoke? Yes. Speaking of personal. Oh, Kevin, um, Nico Collins, and just seeing the, de- the way that he and CJ have developed chemistry in the past game with Tank Dell still out for them, how much of a challenge is he, especially just given his size? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, Ashley. He's just a really physical football player, uh, can make contested catches, can, has the speed, has breakaway speed. He's a big play uh, receiver, as you saw in the first play of the game the other night. Um, he's really, really talented. You spoke of perspective. <clears throat> Your, for your rookie season as a head coach, you took this team to the playoffs. D'Amico's a rookie coach. What is it as a, as a first-year coach that you just don't know until you, you know, until you know when you, you go into a, a playoff game? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think for all of our players, coaches, you have a lot of rookies on, on the team, guys that haven't been in that type of situation. Uh, it's exciting to be a, a part of it, but it also goes back to doing all the little things that got you there and, and really focusing on fundamentals. Th- those are the type of things that you talk about with our young players. What about for, but uh, I was more speaking from your perspective as a coach, what didn't you know going in that you learned 
in that experience, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think for all of us as coaches, Chris, I would tell you, every experience you're trying to gain something from. So uh, you learn from wins, you learn from losses. Uh, so every experience, uh, games on the road, games in prime time, those type of things, I think all of them you learn from. Is, Dust, is the feeling with Dustin Hopkins that, you know, maybe he's getting close and he can get back for some of the later games and you don't want to waste him in this game and make it worse? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't characterize it that way. Merrick, I'd just say he's progressing, but I don't think he'll be ready for this week. Kevin, you said uh, a couple of weeks ago that Miles' leadership, you've seen a huge jump in that his teammates would say that, which they do. When you say he's made a huge jump in leadership, what does that mean exactly? What does that look like? Yeah, I think, you know, it can look like a bunch of different things. I think, yeah, I think biggest thing for me with all of our guys, Jake, is like you want them to be the best version of themselves. You don't want them to be something different. So when it comes to leadership, if you're a vocal person, be vocal. If you're not, don't. And and if you need to lead by example, you lead by example. So I think just with Miles, he's uh, very comfortable in his own skin. I think he can lead by example, uh, and he does lead by example, both in the building and, and on game day. He can also be vocal. I mean, he's not afraid to speak up uh, to his teammates and push them, sometimes you know, pick them up off the ground, uh, th those type of things. I think he's, he's grown uh, in a bunch of different ways, but it's, sometimes it's hard to really put a finger on it. You're, uh, when your best player is doing those things, you know, what does that do for your entire team? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think we're very fortunate to have a, a bunch of really good leadership on this team. Uh, when it comes from Miles and, and the caliber of player that he is, I think that's just a it's it's a greater driver certainly uh, of some of your messaging. When Amari has the kind of game he did the first time he went down to Houston, do you expect them to do something drastically different? Yeah, I mean, you, you play those, uh, you talk through those type of things, and you know, same idea from our perspective. Uh, you know, it's that chess match of things that we tried. You know, are you going to try it again? Are you going to try it a different way? Are they going to adjust? It's it's all those things that you go into a game, you have conversations about, but you really don't know until you get into the game, uh, and sometimes you won't know till the third series. And and so there's always that chess match that takes place between uh, the staff and, and, and their staff and see what their answers are and you better have, you know, counter punches ready. Specifically talking about the postseason, what can Joe's experience in the league uh, just really help, one, the offense as a whole, but especially the younger guys as they're going through this experience for the first time? Yeah, I think all of our you know, veteran players that have been in these type of games and, and veteran coaches that have been in these type of games, I, I think you can certainly message to the young guys. The, the rookies are really the ones that are, uh, you know, have not experienced these type of uh, games and uh, younger players. So you want to just message to them, again, going back to what we were talking earlier, uh, that what wins uh, doesn't change. Uh, it ultimately does come down to doing your job uh, and doing all those little things. I just want to clarify something with, with Riley since Dustin's going to be unlikely to kick, are you guys, does it reset for the postseason, the elevation? It does. It, it does. Unlimited. Mm -hmm. So he's back to zero. So you Correct. Mm. It's hard to win in September, never mind in January. <laughs> Joe's playoff record, especially on the road, is it? I know you're confident in it any time, but does that give you an added boost of confidence? Yeah, I, again, I think when you're talking about you know, Joe's career, he's obviously done this at a high level in, in the, you know, the biggest game. So uh, I think the confidence comes from demonstrated ability. 
And with Joe, he's done it in these big games. But more than that, I think his teammates see how he works on a daily basis. I think they see him out there on the practice field in the meeting rooms, and, and they trust in his preparation. Jeff Driscoll be your number two for this game? We're working through all, all that. Kevin, do you, uh, do you sense the uh, excitement from the city uh, you know, going into these playoffs? You, know, you were there before, but it was kind of a different situation. People were not out and about before now. Um, do you feel it? I'm probably a bad barometer for it, Jake. Uh, I'm sure knowing the city, uh, you know, I know how important this team is to them, and, and, and we understand that. We've seen it uh, however many times down on the lake this season. Uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing some of those Brownies fans down there on Saturday. It was good as the defense has played all year. There were some bumps on the road. Then you went down to Houston and played great. Do you think you guys gained confidence from being able to travel and kind of put like yourselves down. Yeah, but uh, yes, Scott, but as you know, these are one-game seasons, and, and you got to answer the bell every single week. I mean, that's the fun part, again, of, of the playoffs. It's, it truly is one-game seasons. Uh, I've wondered this for a long time. What is, what is I haven't your, asked, Jeff. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is your typical daily schedule here? Are you one of those 5 in the morning to 1 in the morning guys over? You know, I, I've always thought, Jeff, that, when I get in the building or when I leave the building, uh, there's a lot of people out there that work a lot harder than I do. Uh, so I get in the building and have my cup of coffee. I'm not grinding like some of the people, uh, you know, around our, our country. So uh, I'll leave it a, a mystery. Okay, but my point was going to be that, you know, I don't know how coaches do it and still can think clearly at the end of a season when some put in those Really crazy out. Yeah, it's football. We, you know, we, we got a great job. We, it's it's fun. Uh, you know, we had a meeting this morning with the offensive staff. It was you know, a little loopy because everybody was tired, but the guys were into it and uh, excited about the opportunity. But it, it is part of uh, part of our gig. You're up early. You're staying up late. Kevin, the practice squad has kind of morphed into something different in the last few years. What, how advantageous is that as a mechanism? <clears throat> stash guys away or yeah, first, you want to do absolutely. Yeah. It's a good point because, you know, back in the day, I want to say it was eight and now it's 16 and, you know, we, we still fret over not having enough spots somehow. Uh, but yeah, to be able to have guys on your practice squad that you are getting ready to play just in case, I, I think it's really important. As you know, once you get into the postseason, uh, you have a limited number of free agent signings. So to have guys that know your system that you trust that you could elevate in in a in a situation where you need them i think is important does that make i mean does that make you know signing veterans more of a priority or or do you have to is there do you have to strike some sort of balance there it's a, it's a good question i i don't know ultimately what andrew's uh philosophy is when it comes to that uh, specifically but if you look at our practice squad right now I mean it's a good mix of young and old and I think it does make sense to have some guys that you're you know you just never know uh, you want to have guys that have have certainly have some experience you guys can be indoors two more we will we'll be indoors uh definitely today do you like playing against a team in the playoffs that you have some working knowledge in because you play them already or because it's so week to week do you feel like yeah, you tear it, it down and stuff it goes so. both ways it really does uh you know, it's unique having played them just a couple weeks ago, you know, go back to 2020, playing Pittsburgh back-to-back -back weeks. I mean, those are, are unique because there's not there's not much new tape coming in. There's a couple games that, that you can watch and see maybe what adjustments and uh, things that they're doing differently from that first matchup. But it, it is certainly unique, but I don't think it gives either side an advantage.
All right, there's your head coach, Kevin Stefanski, on uh, the roster there. You were curious about three things. You got updates on some of them. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, unlikely, but potentially some good news with Delpit. Yeah, and that would be a nice return to the safety room because it sounds like, you know, Thornhill not practicing still with that calf. And, again, I kind of took note of it in the game against Cincinnati that Ronnie Hickman was kind of given the starter treatment after playing a little bit early on, and they made sure to get him out of the game. And and that said to me that – they feel like he's going to be their starting free safety in week one of the playoffs. I believe that. Certainly love Thornhill to be back. He know he understands the moments. I mean, he's a multiple-time sure. Super Bowl champion. He's never been to anything other than the AFC title game or the Super Bowl. So you want him out there and that experience. But, you know, Hickman's played great. Uh, it's great news on Grant Delpit. is a bummer on Hopkins. I'll tell you, Patterson is a good kicker. He is not a kickoff weapon the way that Dustin Hopkins is. No. Nor is he a long – like – if we have to, if we need a fifty-five yarder, that's going to be. I I'm not sure that club's in the bag. It just the it's just one more thing that just sucks. <laughs> yeah, and we because, lost him in Houston, and for oh, D-Hop, D-Hop, his family's all down there. Mm-hmm. So went back there, got hurt, and I'm going to get to kick in the playoff game there. It's brutal. And it's all because of a kick return. It's all because of a kick return. Now, Kevin I, was asked there, like, do you, would you coach guys not to do that? To not chase let him it go. down, and you know, it's kind of a mixed thing. Like, yeah, you want to do what's best for the team, but honestly, like. I'm pretty sure you go. tell quarterbacks though after a pick, get out, get out of the way, get out of the can't way, can't risk it, Doesn't not matter. worth it, not and worth it's, it. but it goes against everything that innately you're you're thinking to do, yeah, because in the end you're all football players, yep, and you that, that's the objective is to stop teams from scoring touchdowns, so um, that that's a big blow with with Hopkins looking to be trending on uh, as coach said unlikely the, the Delpit this week will be something to monitor like how yeah. do you get a guy who hasn't played in a long time back. My At guess is moment. it would be kind of limited reps. Like when they first brought Thornhill back, he kind yeah. of split the game with Hickman because D'Anthony Bell's playing very well. But, you know, all of a sudden we're talking about a back end of a defense against a vertical passing team that's yeah. an undrafted free agent from two years ago and an undrafted free agent from this year, and then obviously the vet and Deron Harmon, if that's where you're at. The good news is the corners are healthy. And they're, and they're, and they're great. Excellent. Although Newsom, I mean, no indication at all from his press conference today or watching him walk around no, that he's in seems... any danger of not playing in this game. No. Same with Amari. Yeah, it does not seem that way, but that's that, that that's that's the part of it. So that's where you stand. Uh, they will hit the practice field here in about 10 minutes. Um, they'll be indoors uh, today will be the way that that goes. As yeah. It's inclement outdoors. And we're playing indoors. And we're playing in a dome. Um, all right, so much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, Browns, about ready to hit the practice field here uh, in the next 10 minutes or so. You got that practice report. Uh, Gibby had the update of who was in and who was out. The most notable um, things from Coach Stefanski's press conference was the D-hop. Looks like trending out on that one. And then it's a bummer for him. But you know what? Score touchdowns. Who cares? Yeah, they have to worry about it. Um, Hopefully, you know, get a win this weekend, and then he'll be available next week in in Baltimore, and away you go. Um, Is there any way we're not playing Baltimore if we win? What would it be? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. If if Kansas City, oh, I guess if, if Miami, Kansas, beats, Miami Kansas. beats Kansas City. Yeah. And I think there's no shot Pittsburgh at Same. at Buffalo. So if Miami, I mean Miami at Kansas City is going to be a tough sled in that cold. My, Kansas City's not great, but that's you see like two of those guys being effective in that. Mostert, Achan, they're going to have to get that ground game going. They have to do something they've never. They have to beat a team with a winning record and yeah. a good team, which is something they haven't done. Although, well, then again the. 
Chiefs lost at home to a Raiders team that didn't complete a pass. It's true. In it's quarter true. number two, they didn't complete a pass in quarter number three. It's true. Nor did they complete a pass in quarter number four, and they won the game. That's true. All is possible in the postseason, my friends. Uh, the next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Rounds Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.